0: People just don't know all there is to know about Goose Creek Schools. In this district, we grow giants. This is The Goose Call. The juice of the goose. A podcast for our Goose Creek School District.
1: Thank you for listening in on the Goose Creek CISD podcast, The Goose Call. We want to welcome you back to day two of our three-part series where we will discuss COVID-19 and the effect this pandemic will have on the 2021 school year.
0: Today you will hear valuable information as we visit with our benefits coordinator about what this school year will look like for our staff. We'll also visit with our nurse coordinator and our Director of Transportation. So sit back and get ready. Alright, so we're here with Stephanie Myers. She's our Benefits Coordinator for Goose Creek CISD. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I'm
2: doing good. How are you?
0: Doing wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your your job title, your job roles, and responsibilities for Goose Creek.
2: Okay, so I'm actually um, the District Benefits Coordinator for Goose Creek and so I'm over all of our benefits programs, all of our insurance programs, along with our employee wellness clinic, all of our leave of absence programs, other duties as assigned. Um, I'm also over the Uh, COVID-19 coordination of paid leave and then also the system and process in place for quarantining our employees and so every employee listening to this podcast is perking up right now because you are the woman of
1: the hour yeah. to understand <laughs> you know, how to handle you know, the fears of COVID for sure.
0: Yes. Can you explain to us a little bit about some of the safety precautions that that Goose Creek has put into place for our staff? Like when we, when we come back, we, now we know that school's been pushed back till September 8th, mm-hmm. but we do have staff that are that are working right now. You know, all mm-hmm. of us are working right now. Right. So what are some of the safety precautions that, that we've put in place?
2: So we have developed an employee guideline protocol so to make sure that our employees um, are all doing self-monitoring and so that's the biggest key is is making sure that our employees are aware of what's going on with them so if they have any symptoms that are outside of their norm that they are um, actually paying attention to that and they're not coming to our district locations so on the actual um, forms that we have um, and actually what's out on CDC um, guidelines for symptoms there's over 11 symptoms and so those continue to change daily so we're asking employees to make sure you know that you're checking those symptoms and anything outside of your norm You you may normally have migraines or you may normally have you know maybe some stomach issues but if you're having migraines with a cough and fever then that would be outside of your norm and it may warrant you needing to get tested.
0: Our district has sent out several surveys to staff, asking them about their comfort level, you know, in returning to work and and you know, how confident they are in, in coming back in the fall, especially teachers. What are some of the biggest concerns you've heard from staff? The
2: biggest concerns that I've heard from staff, and we actually just had this recently when we were looking at bringing everybody back for August the third, is that we have several employees that have medical conditions that could put them at higher risk factors. They're concerned about, you know, getting the virus, having their students not listening and, and not social distancing, not not adhering to the. Instru- that we put out and one of the things that I've told our employees is that we're an educational facility, so being an educational facility, the biggest thing we have to do is educate, and so that's going to be the teacher's job: is to make sure that we're educating all of our staff and all of our students that how important it is to social distance, stay at your desk, raise your hand, wear your mask, and follow those protocols and different things in place. They're scared that they're going to get sick, and I explained to them that if as long as you're following the safety protocol, keeping your distance at least six feet, not eating lunch in people's offices, not eating in the in the um, break rooms together, um, st- keeping a safe distance keeping on your mask, then you are already reducing your risk by almost 90%. And so nothing is is foolproof, right? So there's nothing that we can do that's going to say, no, you're not going to get sick. But we do have these safety measures in place to try to reduce those risks.
0: So if I test positive, then I'm out for... 14 days, yes, correct? And then after the 80 hours, I get paid through COVID pay Mm -hmm. up to 80 hours, test again. If I test positive again, then I I have to sit out another seven days. Mm -hmm. So let's say that happens to me and I test test positive, sit out 14 days, and I test again. I test positive again. Mm -hmm. The time that that test comes back, I think that's important too, you know, because if I'm starting to, I have to take days, my understanding is I have to take days after those Yes. Ten days.
2: Yeah. So you will use your own leave balance that you have after available the days, after the ten days 80 have been hours. paid out. Yes.
0: And so, so getting those results back is pretty important to me, you know, on that second test that I'm not at and taking more days than I have to. For
2: and so we actually send you to locations and we don't um, charge additional. So if we send you to um, one of our providers is Methodist Hospital, and I can say that because I have a signed agreement with them. And so if I send you to Methodist Hospital to be retested, we will get those results back in 24 hours. But you're not paying for those tests. The district is actually taking care of that. For OK, there. that's good to know. It's great to know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so and then the other one, is of course, with our employee wellness clinic that we are paying for that as well. So you're not paying anything out of pocket for those um, for that test either and so you do have those options available
0: and we think it'll we'll we'll get the results back faster here in here in about a month you said with with the rapid testing okay
2: yeah so with our employee wellness clinic those results will actually be available before the employee leaves the clinic so they're available Um, they can be as fast as 10 minutes as as long as 30 minutes but it's within that hour Um, while they're there meeting doing their appointment they'll do a rapid test and we'll be able to know whether they're positive or negative at that time Mm testing so
0: if I suspect that I may have been exposed to someone that has COVID Do I call you? I mean, what's my, as a staff staff of Goose Creek, what's my first step?
2: The first line of contact is you always want to let your supervisor know. So supervisor needs to be aware that, that you are calling in sick or you're not going to be available. And these are the symptoms you're having. And then they will send us notification, but then you can also contact us because if we will reach out to you, but with the volume that we've had, it may not be within the next 30 minutes or an hour. It may be by this afternoon we're going to contact you because we've had a lot of exposures or potential cases. And um, questions and just, you know. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then do so, you
0: set up the, the appointment for me to go get tested mm-hmm. as a staff member?
2: so we actually send you a link so we have two options we have one that is a link and we have one that is a phone call and so it all depends on um, on whether you're having symptoms or whether you're asymptomatic and so if you're asymptomatic, we have a phone number for you to call and you will go through Methodist to get testing and then if you are symptomatic then we have a link for you to go online and you will do the link it does have a $20 copay that the district does not pay for if you're symptomatic but you will go online and you will do a virtual appointment with a doctor okay. and they will send you a lab res- um, a lab order to go get tested at Methodist Hospital and so those results still come back the same same thing with our employee wellness clinic you will go online and you will actually schedule an appointment or you can call the um, phone number for our clinic and schedule an appointment if you are having symptoms or if it's, it's um, if you're asymptomatic and we're sending you for testing so either way.
0: This is good information, yes, good definitely. information I'm learning. for staff members for sure. When
1: you it's signed on for this I bet you didn't expect you were going to have to navigate a pandemic right? Right <laughs> Was, no. that, was that an interview question? Right. In the case of a pandemic, what, what steps are you going to take to right. ensure the safety of the district? Right.
0: All right, awesome. Steph. Thank you right, so well, much. Thank Y'all thank you y'all have a great day. We're here with our uh, transportation senior director, Rick Walterscheid. Rick, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, uh, your job title and some of your responsibilities for the district?
3: Happy to be here. Thank you. One of the things that I take care of or I, I work with a great team. Our team uh, is made up of bus drivers, mechanics, monitors. We work with coaches, we work with the campuses, the campus principals, and the community as a whole. And uh, our job is to make sure that we safely and efficiently transport around 16,000 kiddos a day, not including any field trips or extracurricular activities. Uh, We accomplish this through around 200 buses that run all hours of the day, and we expect that to continue.
0: Let me ask you this. So, So we did a community survey and one of the questions was about transportation. And, you know, some of the responses were, you know, p- pretty much all over the map. Some are very comfortable putting their kid on the bus. Some are very nervous about putting their kids on the bus. Uh, what's been the talk with uh, transportation directors uh, throughout the area, throughout throughout Texas, as far as some of the biggest challenges you're facing?
3: Probably the greatest one that we're, we're discussing right now is expectation versus reality. And we have, um, we, I have a great network of all over the state. I've been very fortunate to build this network over the years and we have a very active group and that's really what's hit most school districts is expectation versus reality so if you take our current uh, just to give you an example if you take our current staff and if we were to provide six foot apart on every bus we would literally need in our district over a thousand buses and a thousand drivers that's the expectation versus reality Uh, And so in our discussions across the state, instead of focusing on what we don't have the ability to do, what do we have the ability to do? And so we systematically set out across the state, and every district is a little bit different. The makeup is a little bit different. The needs are a little bit different. So what happens in one part of the state may not be necessarily the same as, say, Baytown or a Beaumont or a Houston or any district that we all know. Again, we go back to expectation versus reality. And when we focus in on that, uh, we recognize real quick what our limitations are. So we focus on what we can do. And some of the things that we can do is clean the buses, make sure that there's plenty of ventilation, put HANA sanitizers on the bus, mandate that everyone that's going to ride wears a face mask when they ride, including the driver. Provide the, the driver with the PPE that they need on a daily basis. Do health checks of the staff that we have. One thing that really spread across the state is while we recognize that there is a large population that would have no other way to school, we also recognize that there's a population that, you know, mom and dad could probably take them so we are asking parents if you have the ability to take your children to school we ask you to do so so that that space is available for those in most need that have no other option for us to take you to school.
1: When a parent asks, what is the protocol for Goose Creek Transportation? Mm-hmm. What, what is that? What does that look like? Do we have that current?
3: Yes. Uh, as far as uh, what we're looking at implementing, every driver will receive a health check as they come in mm-hmm. in the morning. Every driver will uh, get their temperature taken. Every driver will make sure that we, when we're loading students on the bus, uh, we will have a sign. Seats according to the stops. So you will get on the bus as the stops are made. You'll go to the back of the bus, and then we will work towards the school. So that the greatest number of students are on the bus the least amount of time and uh, that no students are passing by each other trying to get to their assigned seat. Now, this is going to be a change for a lot of our parents because Uh they're used to having our students sit, you know, according to grade level, kindergarten or pre-K, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, all the way back. So it's going to be a change in that realm. So, again, we're asking parents to please work with us. Every child's going to be required to wear a face mask along with our staff members. We're going to monitor this. We're going to have face masks on the bus should a child show up without one. We don't want to leave anybody standing on the curb. That's a greater damage, you know, greater risk than than providing them a face mask, mm-hmm. certainly. Every bus will have hand sanitizer on it. When the bus goes to the campus, the driver will quickly wipe down all the high parts of the seats and in the handrails. And then in between their runs, so in between the morning run and the middle, middle of the day run, noon run, the buses will come back to the depot. We will have our staff go through and sanitize them using using a a mister sprayer, and then they'll go run their next run, sanitize in between each run. Then in the afternoon, when they come back, we'll sanitize the bus again. Then finally, at the end of the day, we will sanitize them again. Another thing that we will be doing that's going to be different for our, our staff is that for years, we all want air conditioning on buses. Well, we, along with a lot of other school districts, have taken the stance that we're going to turn on the air conditioner, but we're going to let every window down. We want mm-hmm. as much fresh air coming into that environment so that we get the fresh air in there. And that's that's recommendation from TEA as well as uh, the CDC. So as far as social distancing goes, we feel confident that we're going to be able to do some things. However, we're not going to be able to put 13 students per bus. We're aiming for 48, and from time to time, that may we may exceed that depending on the circumstances. And those circumstances are realistic circumstances. Circumstances, families of the same household, or children from the same household. Right. Rather, uh, we would request we're going to request them to sit three to a seat. Everyone else will be sitting two to a seat. So it's going to take a little bit of time for us to work through these things, and 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 really, um, the best laid plans are often modified. And so we're going to. I feel very confident in our in our drivers' abilities, our monitors' abilities, and our staff abilities. But most importantly, our parents' abilities to work with us. You know, that's the biggest key is making sure that we communicate.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Man. appreciate it okay so we're here with nurse piña she's our coordinator of health services
4: while i'm not at the campus level i still work with our 28 wonderful nurses our nice covid 19 pandemic has kind of put a damper on a lot of things but we're working through it
1: school nurses are going to play a huge role in you know going back and, and the guidance so talk to us about state guidelines from tea and what are some major takeaways as you um, prepare nurses to go into the
4: 2020-21 school year our parents are sending their most precious ones to us and we're going to be there to um, navigate through what is what our school going back to school is going to look like um protocols are changing TEA has come up with new guidelines in regards to, um, of course, if you're COVID positive, you're staying home, regardless, whether you're an employee or student. Now, we're not diagnosing when our kids are there. So we have a slew of symptoms that has, we started out with three symptoms. It was coughing, fever, and shortness of breath. Those three symptoms have grown to, I think now there's 13. We're added two of them. Every one of those symptoms we see those kids in the clinic with those symptoms every day. So now we're gonna to have to not only try to assess and say, is this headache because they need glasses, because they didn't eat breakfast, or is it an is it in fact something COVID related? Correct. We're going to have to rely on a lot of self-monitoring and parents not sending students when they're sick or employees not returning to work if they're sick. Whereas to before and I reached out to the health department some weeks ago and I said, how do we do that? We have kids that come with colds and coughs and little things in there and you come to school like that. That's not a problem. Well, not during a pandemic. If you're sick, you have symptoms, you stay home. And right now right now the guidelines are that you come to school if you're healthy you're asymptomatic you're good you come to school if you have symptoms covert they're possibly covid related um you you have to stay home and if you for an ample amount of time right now i think it's 10 days three days without fever 10 days asymptomatic if you so choose if you want to return before those 10 days then you have to go to your physician and have be tested and come back negative.
0: So you talked about if kids are showing symptoms Mm -hmm. that they need to stay home, you said for up to 10 days? Right now,
4: it really depends on if, you know, let's say mom calls and says, hey, I have Johnny home. Mm-hmm. He has these symptoms. Well, we don't, in fact, know what it is. However, nursing assessment, our nurses are going to assess and use that tool more now than ever. They use it all the time, every day. However, we're going to have to assess, okay, is that an allergy relation? Is that a symptom out of the norm of this student? And that's what we're going to have to go on a lot. And So they
0: need to go get tested just it, to rule that out, yeah, right? Yeah, and mean,
4: some doctors might do that. If they yeah. go to the doctors, they might say, we're going to do this just because. Now they could come back and say, you know what little johnny had a had an ear infection that was the, that's why they had fever okay no problem
1: is there anything wow. that you would want our community to know as as you know the leader
4: of nurses of goose creek we are going to do the best we can with what we have to help to assist to communicate to educate not only our staff, our employees, our community, our parents, but their most precious ones is their kids.
1: Well, Nurse Pena, we really appreciate you coming in. We know you have a very um, challenging year ahead I love with my your job. staff. Love so, it, thank you. This is uh, great. We wish thank you, the you, best you very much, and we appreciate you. Thank you to Patricia Pena, Stephanie Myers, and Rick Walterscheid for helping us navigate this challenging time and ensuring the safest possible environment for our students and staff.
0: Tomorrow we will hear from our community as we welcome two students, a parent and a teacher, to discuss their perspective on the safe return to school. Stay tuned and thank you so much for listening to The Goose Call.
1: Interested in advertising on our podcast? Visit the Community tab at our district website, gccisd.net.